Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. It's time for our Monday morning discipleship podcast. Monday morning discipleship. We like to come on each and every Monday and try to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. And so let's get back into our series. Uh, We've been dealing with obedience in discipleship. And uh, so we're in part six and I made sure I checked before we started on today so I don't have to go scrambling. So we are in part six of our series, Obedience in Discipleship. I don't know how many more weeks we got, uh, but we're dealing uh, with our book, Are We Still Making Disciples? And as I share with you all each week that God has me in the vein of discipleship on the podcast as well as on my radio broadcast. And so um, I'm going to speak on it until he tells me to go in another direction. And uh, he may be giving me a hint on where we're going uh, next uh, as we discuss this week. Uh, But we'll see what he has to say. And so we'll pick up what we did last week. Uh, We were in chapter three of Are We Still Making Disciples? And there was a section that I was dealing with on last week at the end. It's called How Loud Is Your Silent Witness? How Loud Is Your Silent Witness? And we outlined in the book um, that our silent witness and as we like to say, actions speak louder than words. And, and um, we talked about our, our silent witness being those actions that we have. Now, obviously, it's not completely silent because we know that actions are loud sometimes. Amen. So um, but one of the things that we outlined on last week, I'll read this this paragraph again before we get to where we left off last week. As I said, there's no truer adage than an action speak louder than words. What we've tried to hammer home in this chapter is the fact that people see more than they hear. And so uh, we, we were we were kind of in that vein last week so that we kind of understand as disciples of Christ, there is a witness that we speak, but there's also a witness that we act out. And so um, how do we act out our witness, our discipleship? How do we act out that thing? Right. And so um, we left off last week um, on this paragraph. I'm going to read it again Um, right here. It says, "If if there's anything that trips us up on Monday morning and beyond, it's our misunderstanding about grace. When we're weak in our faith and our understanding of God's grace, we tend to try and take advantage of our salvation. Now, obviously, somebody may say, well, shouldn't I take advantage of salvation? That's not what we meant right there. Uh, what we mean is we try to take advantage of God. Now, now let me explain that to you um, before I share um, the rest of these paragraphs. And I'm going to share a paragraph from my book, An Act of Grace. Um, let me explain to you what I mean when I say take advantage. Um, there's something that, that that I often discuss with people about appreciation, right? Um, to appreciate something, it's not just about saying thank you. Thank you for doing that or thank you for giving that to me or whatever the case may be. That is a form of appreciation. But to also appreciate somebody or something is to not take advantage of the situation. So, for example, uh, if you've got somebody uh, that is giving you a ride to work every day, you can show your appreciation by telling them, thank you for giving me a ride to work. You know, you can also show your appreciation by giving them gas money. Right. And so those are ways that you can show your appreciation, but also you can show your appreciation 
by not taking for granted that they're giving the, giving you a ride for work. Always, you know, asking, are we good? Is everything good? Um, this isn't an inconvenience for you. And also, um, don't have them making extra stops for you. You know, like don't, don't treat them like a taxi cab. That's how you can show your appreciation. So, so, so how does that tie into what we're talking about here? When we think about God's grace and I said, don't take advantage of your salvation. Don't take advantage of the fact that God has extended grace to you. And again, we're going to, we're going to discuss that a little bit today. Don't try to manipulate God. You know that he's a loving God and he's a forgiving God. So you're going to keep doing wrong and keep pushing him to the place where he got to show his love and his grace through forgiveness. Instead of you saying, listen, he's a gracious God. He's a forgiving God. But that don't mean I got to test that all the time. Right. This ties into what we're talking about in relation to our obedience and discipleship. Again, not just in name only in action. Do what he tells you to do. To the best of your ability. Now, again, the best of your ability, that's another subject for another time, because some some people will tell you they're doing the best they can when they're not. And some people actually are doing the best that they can, that they can rather. So, again, that's up to the individual. But when we talk about this, this misunderstanding of God's grace. And I said here again that that we tend to try to take it when we're weak in our faith and our understanding of God's grace. We tend to try and they take advantage of salvation when we're weak in our faith. We haven't grown strong in our faith and we haven't developed our strength, our spiritual muscles. Right. And we're weak in our faith. We're not as strong as we need to be. Right. We don't know as much as we need to know. We try to take advantage of God by saying, well, I'm weak. And I imagine God saying, well, are you working out at all? Are you trying to get stronger? Are you trying to I mean, are you just weak? You know, this is a statement. I mean, is this statement that you're weak? Is this a statement of where you are and where you plan to stay? Or is this is your current condition, but you plan on improving. Right. And so um, let me read this next paragraph here. It says, so many of us will play the grace card when we're outside of God's words, God's word, rather. We're quick to point out the fact that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Romans 3 and 23. But there's a difference between falling short and coming up short. Falling short implies an effort being made. Coming up short suggests that we aren't doing as much as we can. Falling short. Falling is an action, right? That means that I'm trying to do something. If you're falling, now think about this again. I, I mean, it, you know, I often say, say this to people. I'm an author. And so when I write things, I'm thinking about what I'm writing. I'm not just trying to be clever and be cute. I want it to make sense and I do my best to make sure it's accurate. When I think about falling, I think about trying to do something and not succeeding, walking and you trip and you fall. You sitting in a chair and you fall out of the chair. You didn't plan to fall out of the chair. Hopefully you did. You're sitting there. You're trying to stay in the chair. Something may have caused you to fall out of the chair. So falling implies that there was an effort being made. There was something that I was trying to do. But coming up short means that, watch this, as, as I said, we aren't doing as much as we can. Many of you listening to me right now have been in some relationships before where you say you coming up short. Many of you have been dealing with some people, at, you know, on your job or, 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 you know, people that owe you money and they don't give it all to you. You say you coming up short. You're not doing everything that you can. 
And so when we think about this, we think about this grace thing. Again, falling short implies that an effort is being made. Now, again, I said this. Let me go back up into this paragraph. And again, we're still in the obedience thing. Because again, as I'm talking about this, I'm talking about the fact that we're taking advantage of God instead of just saying, let me line myself up with the word and try to do my best every single day. Right. Let me line myself up and do what God told me to do as a disciple, as opposed to just saying, well, everybody falls short. Everybody does fall short. Everybody does try it. And sometimes we do come up short. Right. But then we got to try and do a little bit better. I want to share this paragraph with you from another book, from a book, An Act of Grace. And I made sure that I highlighted that I had to find it because I want I want to tell you all something very quickly here. I was looking in An Act of Grace for a paragraph that's actually in the section that we're, that we're covering on today. And I had to, I told myself, you know, you got to start highlighting in your own book so that you know where stuff is. So I'm just I'm just telling you all that I spent, you know, 30 minutes looking for a paragraph and I'm saying I know it's in here. I know it's in here and I know. And watch this. I said, I know it's at the end of chapter three and I'm looking in, at the end of chapter three in an act of grace. And it's actually at the end of chapter three. And are we still making disciples? But anyway, I just shared that little side note with you all. But I do want to share this paragraph from my book, an act of grace. It says this now. Now, I, this is this is a reference to the church, by the way. This is a reference to um, those of us that teach and preach and share the gospel our responsibility to tell people the full truth, to tell them everything that God says. Don't just tell them that God loves them. Tell them what God expects out of them. Again, as we're talking about obedience and discipleship, tell them that God expects us to do what he says in his word. It's not just enough to love him. I was sharing that on the radio broadcast. Um, there's, there's a section in chapter one where I said that I said, it's not just enough to love Jesus. If you're going to be a disciple, you have to do what he says. It's not enough to love Jesus. And I know for some people, that's that's like they don't want to hear that. That's not how we do church nowadays. That's not how we do religion nowadays. Don't tell me it's not enough for me to love Jesus. But the Bible says, he says in the book of John, he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So it's basically saying, if you love me, you'll do what I say. So, so that was a side note here. So. This paragraph that I'm reading out of an act of grace, this is in reference to how we present the word of God to you. Those of you that are in the pew, how we present the word of God to you so that you all can have a full understanding of not just what God says and how much he loves you, but what also what he expects. So let me read this. I've spent enough time introing. We're spending so much time telling our people that they're covered, that we're forgetting to tell them that sin is still sin. And it's still an affront to God. Our people need to be taught that God won't just sit idly by and allow criminals to go unpunished. Grace isn't a pass. It's a privilege and privileges can be taken away. God will punish the rebellious, but there's still room for grace. I'm going to read it one more time so you all can get it. We're, and I'm talking about, again, leadership, preachers, pastors, bishops, whatever you want to call them, evangelists, those that are, are, are charged with teaching God's word. We're spending so much time telling our people that they're covered, that we're forgetting to tell them that sin is still sin and is still an affront to God. Our people need to be taught that God won't sit just won't just sit idly by and allow criminals to go unpunished. Grace isn't a pass. It's a privilege. 
and privileges can be taken away. God will punish the rebellious, but there's still room for grace. Now, here's where this gets challenging. Because there's a lot of stuff that you and I do that we don't get punished for. So it would seem like I contradicted myself right there. There's a lot of stuff that you and I do. I can tell you for sure that everything Reverend has done, God ain't necessarily whooped me for. Because there is room for grace. Now, let me explain this a little bit further before I get to the rest of what I want to share. And are we still making disciples? Let me go back. I'm going to pull this book back up here. So I said this again. We're telling, we spend a lot of time telling people that they're covered. You are covered by grace. That's why you don't get punished for everything that you do. But we're forgetting to tell them that sin is still sin and it's still an affront to God. Remember I talked about taking advantage. Sin is still sin. You're covered by grace, but that does not mean that you just get to do whatever you want to do. God is still offended when we do wrong, right? It's still in the front of God. Our people need to be taught that God just won't sit idly by and allow criminals to go unpunished. Now, what do you mean when you say that, Reverend Jackson, when you say um, God won't allow us to go unpunished? And yet, and yet you just said some things you've done that you've that you haven't been punished for. Some things I know I've done that I haven't been punished for, Reverend. What do you mean? This is what I mean. Again, somebody already paid for your sin. Jesus paid for your sin. Once again, this is tricky stuff here because people say, well, if Jesus paid, then why don't I just get to do what I want to do? I'm going to tell you in just a second why, why you can't. Scripture bears it out, right? But again, God just won't sit idly by and go allow criminals to go unpunished. So again, sometimes it comes to you. Sometimes the grace of God comes in. But Jesus did take the penalty, right? Again, God will punish the rebellious. Now, when I speak of the rebellious in this context, in this book, I'm talking about people who keep on testing God, who keep on doing wrong, who keep on rebelling. Those are the people that I'm talking about. After a while, God says, I got to get you right now. He'll punish the rebellious, but there's still room for grace. So let me read this scripture here. And I'm going to read one more paragraph. from Are we still making disciples? Then we'll get out of here. So then I go on to say this in in an act of grace. Romans 6, 1 and 2, New Living Translation comes into play where the Apostle Paul writes, well, then should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Again, those of us that are born again, those of us that are saved. We say we've died to sin. When you get baptized, you're saying that I've died to sin. And Paul says, listen, do do we just get to keep on sinning and doing whatever we want so that God can just keep extending grace? He says, of course not. He said, that's not the part. That's not the plan for this. This is designed to give you an opportunity to get yourself together. So, again, let, let me read a little bit more here. Let me read a little bit more. I want to make sure I get to this because I'll get to this. I'll do this paragraph then I'll pick up the rest on next week. We often want people to see us as we wish, but not necessarily as we are. However, the challenge to the Monday morning disciple is is in acknowledging rather that all of you makes up you. You may want people to only acknowledge the Christian servant in you, 
but you must know that they will also acknowledge the contradiction in you. One more time. I didn't get to everything that I wanted to get to today, but I'm going to pick this up on next week because there's a, another component that we, we talked about that grace. Again, I went on and I talked about that um, in, in the rest of this chapter. As I explained to you all, I was looking for it in one book and it was in the other. But let me read this. Let me read this paragraph one more time and make it clear. We often want people to see us as we wish, but not necessarily as we are. However, the challenge to the Monday morning disciple is an acknowledging that all of you makes up you. You may want people to only acknowledge the Christian servant in you, but you must know that they will also acknowledge the contradiction in you. How loud is your silent witness? Let me read one more paragraph. Yeah, I want to make sure that I get all of this in here. Your gossip self is you. Your social media self is you. Your rebellion against God's word in order to do you is you. Your Saturday night self is you just as your Sunday morning self is you. These are the things that the silent witness of our lives says about us. If the lines are blurred between what you want people to believe about you and the truth of you, then it's time for some self-evaluation. Let me explain that paragraph in a nutshell, then we'll get out of here. Right there in that last line, I said, if the last line in that paragraph, if the lines are blurred between what you want people to believe about you and the truth of you, then it's time for some self-evaluation. If the lines are blurred between this image that you want to put forward and who you really are, that's not the fault of the people who are looking at you. That's not the fault of the people who are looking at you and saying, I can't tell which is which. I can't tell who you really are. That's not their fault. That's our fault. It's time for some self-evaluation so that people can understand who are you really? I know what you say you are. I know how you post as I mentioned in here. Your gossip self is you. Your social media self is you. Your rebellion against God's word in order to do you is you. Your Saturday night self is you just as your Sunday morning self is you. So again, I'm not one of these people that's going to tell you that when you worshiping on Sunday morning, that that ain't really you. Because you got some other demons. But you need to acknowledge all of this stuff. So many times we, we put forth the image. And then when people bring up the contradiction, then we get an attitude. Don't bring that up. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. This is your issue. <laughs> you're not you're not as obedient as you think you are. And again, it's time for some self-evaluation when people are looking at you and they say, I can't tell which is which. I can't tell which part of you is real and which part is it. It's time for some self-evaluation. It's time for you to take a look at yourself and say, these lines are blurred. I bear some responsibility. What are we going to do about that? Not, no, don't, don't be mad at the people for recognizing that there's a contradiction. Because the fact of the matter is, y'all, if we're being real, there's a contradiction in all of us. Because as we said earlier, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So there's a contradiction in all of us, but we have to address that and not just throw it at the feet of grace. And say, well, God will fix it. God will fix it. Where's your responsibility? Where is your obedience in your discipleship? What are you going to do about it? Instead of saying, I'm covered by grace. You are covered by grace. 
But as the Apostle Paul says, are you going to continue in sin so that grace may abound? Are you going going to continue in sin so that you can take advantage of God's wonderful grace? Or are you going to stop yourself and say, you know what? I need to do something. I shouldn't be praying the same prayer of forgiveness every weekend. And again, as we mentioned before, some things are harder to overcome than others. And God understands that. Again, some things you're going to battle for a long time. Some things you fall into one time and you fall out of that. You say, I'm not doing it anymore. or You don't do it again. But there's some stuff you got it. Reverend Jackson got it. There's some stuff that we've been battling for a long time. There's some stuff that we're fighting every day to stop doing. And every then, every now and then we fall back into it and we get into a rut. And God understands that. He appreciates the fact that you keep fighting. But it's always a struggle when you, it's always going to be a problem rather when you throw in the towel and you say, I'm rebellious, I do whatever I want to do. You're just going to have to deal with it, God. So again, we're going to pick that up next week. Again, this is powerful stuff. How loud is your silent witness as we talk about obedience and discipleship? So I'm going to finish up this section on next week. And uh, this is powerful stuff here. And I'm not saying it because I wrote it. I thank God. I, I told you all before. I thank God for allowing me to write it. God simply used me. He allowed me to write this book. I, I'm, I'm not this smart. <laughs> he allowed me to write it. He, he used my hands. And I, and I appreciate him for allowing me to be a part of this. And so, again, that's all the time that we've got for Monday morning discipleship. We're going to pick this up again on next week. How loud is your silent witness? As we continue on uh, this conversation about obedience in discipleship. So we appreciate you all uh, for checking us out. Let me give you um, our tag as we always do. Um, if you'd like to keep up with us, the best way to do that, um, check us out at the ministry's website, ministry's website, www.krjministries.org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. If you stop by there, we do believe that you will be blessed. We also encourage you to go to our publishing website. If you want to purchase this book, are we still making disciples or even this book called an act of grace, forgiveness and reconciliation God's way, or any one of our other books, you want to pick any one of those up, go to our publishing website, www.krjpublishing.com. One more time, www.krjpublishing.com. Listen, if you want to support this podcast, if you, if you want to uh, support our efforts, um, you can support us if you if you so desire to do. We don't require that out of you, but if you so desire to support us, um, go to paypal.me uh, forward slash KRJ Ministries. Again, paypal.me forward slash KRJ Ministries. If you want to support this podcast in any way, we would definitely appreciate it. Also, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to us, whether it be on iTunes, whether it be on uh, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to this podcast, um, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. We would definitely appreciate it. And tell somebody about this podcast if it's been a blessing to you, if you're learning something, if you're growing, if you're gaining something. And we will definitely, definitely appreciate it. That's all the time that we've got for Monday Morning Discipleship, our series Obedience in Discipleship. And we hope that you all are enjoying um, what we're sharing with you all each and every Monday. And so we thank God for you, you and you. Uh, We'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.